Dabba, get it, boy. Um, get, yeah. get it, boy. Oh, oh. Get it. Dabba, get it, boy. Oh, you got it. It's not your mama's Christine podcast. Topper is, is your main your main goal of your intro is, is to confuse Topper. He literally was looking at me. Get it? No. All right, I'll do. I'll uh, yeah, no it. He was looking at me, go shaking his head, going, "I don't know what to do." He was speechless. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. A Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm your host, Shane. Topper, say I got it. Hey, I got it. What there. did you get? I don't, I don't know, know, but I got it. Yeah, that's what right. did you get? He right. got it. It happened. It, it sounds no, it's Pastor Shane. It sounds like you're being subtly sexual. What? Oh, you get it, boy. Get it. What? No, just no. me. No, <laughs> we don't. We What's don't wrong think with that you? way. That's what I mean. I'm just having a perverted, sinful mind. I yeah, guess. Really? What's wrong with you? That's all I heard. I was like, I can't believe Shane's doing this. He's a pastor. What? Oh my. But God. I guess I'm just. I'm. I'm. It's all me. It's not. Anyone else now? It's my morphed up mind. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now I have you speechless. Uh, now, no, well, now we're all speechless. Oh, no, I hope that other people don't think that. Well, at this point, you're fine because now you're so like I don't. I only know what you're talking about that you'll be fine now. You're not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking the the listener's mind. Wow. They did not know it was that. Wow. Like they 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 were on my page. You put it out there, man. Hey, you put it out there. Every, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they're on your page. <laughs> hey, well, welcome. The listeners are always on. No, they're not my page. Hey, so um, so I was on I I was on vacation last week. No one asked. Yeah, well, I was. <laughs> okay. I'll listen. It was fun. Where were you? We went to Lauren and Camden, and I went to Ocean City, Maryland. Went down to the beach, hon. <laughs> So so people that have never been to Ocean City that aren't from here, tell tell them what Ocean City is about. Uh it's a city that has the at the ocean. Yeah, but give but okay, you're you're a jerk. Listen, like we're a podcast, we have to explain things. (laughs) You assume everyone has been to Ocean City. Ocean City is just the it's just the beach for for Maryland and it's uh the Atlantic Ocean. It's very crowded. Very crowded. Super crowded. It's just uh it's just one coastal highway. One strip of about hundred and forty some odd streets. Yep. But it's Packed, packed, mm-hmm. uh, bunch of attractions, restaurants, boardwalk, putt putt, yeah. um, seafood, crabs, yeah. a lot of that, a lot of Rides, bars and yeah. clubs and yeah. restaurants yeah. and yeah. all that stuff too. It's just a was beach, it crowded? Beach town. When you were there? No, it wasn't. It was, but um, we were there during the week, and we were there um, Monday, Friday before Memorial Day, and uh, Memorial Day weekend is like the busiest weekend all year for ocean city that, and we got out of there before that i i don't know if it was you who said this but there's this big huge it was like, club bar yeah that called secrets uh-huh. that is like the main bar club you go to if you yep. if that's what you're gonna do when you go there mm-hmm. um and, and so, so so i met somebody who worked there down ocean city and i was and he's actually um a bartender at secrets and i was just talking to him asking him about how crazy it gets. And he said that Memorial Day weekend, the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, um, the place can fit 10,000 people it's in gigantic. it. It's gigantic. It's like a huge place. Um, and it could fit 10,000 people in it. And by 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday before Memorial Day, the, it is full to capacity. 10,000 people in there. And so then there's a line outside where when four people walk out, they let four more people in because they can't let any more than that in. And he said that it is like that for almost 24 hours. Oh, my gosh. Just 10,000 people permanently 
in that They location. don't close like at 3 in the morning? He, he, well, he was saying that he works for 24 okay, hours. Okay, they probably still close at 2 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And That's then he's insane. there. And, and, yeah, it's just We had a friend that was crazy. there that was there sending us snaps, and he was sending snaps to like Ravens players yeah. <laughs> that were there. Um, and it looked players. terrible. Yeah, it looked, oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, the reason why I was bringing up us going to uh, on vacation is that every time Lana and I take a vacation now, it rains the entire time. It's terrible. Especially at the ocean, that really sucks. Yeah. You've never gone on vacation that hasn't rained? No, I mean, we've gone on vacation where like we've had nice, like a nice day here or there. Yeah. But um, for like most, uh, when it's just you guys, when it's just us, we go. It just rains the whole time. Mm. So it like you know it's because because one time we I went we did like a to the Outer Banks yeah where my family and your family mm-hmm. went and it was Lauren's aunt and uncle's yep. place whatever um you weren't there right mm-hmm. no. um top uh so we went there and it rained a good amount over there you brought that curse the entire week you brought that curse oh yeah because we had other friends who were going to come they decided not to yeah. because it was so miserable it was awful like we we literally even tried to go to the beach and it was just windy and there was nobody else on there oh the one time we did go to the beach though yeah we were the only people on the beach and we brought sandwiches Mm -hmm. and i remember brooklyn was i she was younger but she was walking was just born yes so brooklyn was walking and i had to like hold her because she kept the wind kept blowing her over yeah so myself and brooklyn are eating a sandwich i think erica and savannah and lauren all went for a walk on right. the beach because girls love to walk on the beach. Oh, it's their favorite thing. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of their top oh, five that, that is nice. favorite things uh-huh. to do. Take a walk on the beach and The Bachelor. That's the top two of every female. <laughs> That's <laughs> really stereotyped. <laughs> Erica hates The Bachelor. Um, so Shane and I are eat, are sitting there eating sandwiches. Um, actually, Shane hasn't started yet. I'm eating my sandwich and Brooklyn's eating her sandwich and I'm just kind of eating and then I notice the seagull over to the right i'm like oh there's a seagull and then i keep eating and then i look again and there's like oh there's more and before you knew it they were close to surrounding us just like 15 seconds. there was no one else on the beach so there was no one giving them food except i had food i finished the sandwich broken finished the sandwich we're a little worried though shane then sits down <laughs> to eat his sandwich mm-hmm. and now all these birds are have decided they're not going to wait anymore. They're going to start attacking. Yeah. So Shane has a half sandwich and these birds are flying over top of hovering, trying to get the sandwich. So I was like, Shane, you got to get out of here and run away. So <laughs> he starts. Brooklyn was there. So we didn't want Brooklyn to get. Scared. No, it was me. It was self-preservation. <laughs> Just Brooklyn had to be there. I wanted you to get away from me. So Shane starts running and these seagulls are chasing him down the beach. And he's eating the sandwich as he's running. I'm trying to get it down. <laughs> That's tough while you're running. Too. He's yeah. eating his half sandwich. He gets to a point where he's got like one or two bites left. He just throws it and the seagulls go after it. And he comes walking back. He's like, <sighs> I was like, that was crazy. He's like, yeah. I know that was crazy. He sits down and he takes out the other half of the sandwich like an idiot. <laughs> Guess where all the seagulls go? They come straight back. Yeah. Oh, Shane. And so I said, Shane, you better run. And he just started <laughs> racing and the seagulls were chasing him down. I've beach. never been attacked by birds before. It was like the movie Birds. It was. Cr- they were pecking at me. They were trying <laughs> to get it out of my fingers. But Shane, why does he think? Why does he think that if he ate the first sam- first half that the second because. half? 
my mentality was I ran a ways. Yeah. I ran a long ways, and then I threw part of my sandwich. And I was like, okay, that'll, they're gonna that'll, that'll occupy them. Yeah. Let me go back and eat the rest of my sandwich really quick. And then I'm trying to bite it quick, and then I'm like, ah, oh, no, they're back. You know, and then I had to run again. You got outsmarted by seagulls. Oh, you did. Pff. The dumbest bird. <laughs> no, pigeons are the dumbest bird for sure. Is this, no, is this, the, is this a stupid argument right now? They're the dirtiest bird. <laughs> the pigeon. What? A pigeon's not smart. You know what's what's the, the smartest dumbest bird? Okay. A dodo bird. Oh. <laughs> that does, that one. Is that the is that the one on the yeah uh, fruit Looney Tunes or whatever <laughs> Fruit Loops No What's that's the What's the bird Toucan Sam Toucan Sam No that ain't a dodo <laughs> What Eric you need, What kind of bird is that need A lesson on your birds What kind of bird is that A toucan That's a Is it That's a toucan Is that a bird I think I think it or is maybe it's a We are the dodo maybe it's a Maybe it's a parrot That's not either way it's a not a parrot Parrot's better Parrot's better guess than a dodo Hey a little side story we used to have a bird named Bebop because he used to dance supposedly I never saw that bird dance once but they said they did So uh, we had a, two two pets when we were a kid, Bebop and and Giddy Pig named Giddy because yep. they're really clever with their names. <laughs> and Giddy Pig died. Mm-hmm. My mom was holding Giddy Pig as it died, so we put it in <laughs> a right. shoebox, went to the woods, buried it, had a little had a little like ceremony, little funeral and everything. My dad, crying my eyes out. My dad, yeah, she was a little baby. <laughs> if Giddy if Giddy died today, you would be crying your eyes out still because oh, that's the type of person you are. Animals are so innocent. You mm. cry when you preach all the time. I have you cried. Cry. I, I have know. cried when I preach. <laughs> Twice. So we bury Giddy, and then um, about a year later, he maybe came not that life. much. Yeah, he came out. Oh wow! It was Bebop died, our bird, and we didn't care at all. Shane did not. Shane didn't cry for that. It shows how much we cared about that yeah, bird because I did. And so we didn't even have a ceremony. My dad just said I was going to go bury it outside. So he said, "Okay, here's we were Giddy. with him though. Here's where here's where Giddy is. I'm going to do it over here, a couple steps away. He starts burying, and he realizes, oh." There's Giddy in the box. Yeah. So he took the box, opened the box, saw Giddy skeleton, put Bebop in it, <laughs> and shut the box, and buried him back. Yep. Hashtag Rusty Cares. We should go find it. It's still back there. Is it? Yeah, but it was like in a shoebox. Yeah. Do you think that back there? Shouldn't it? Would it? I don't know. Can Would you go? Dissolve? Is that in your old backyard? Yeah. Then? Yeah. 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 Can it. you go back there? Yeah. No, the I thought it was like a field. It was in the field. Oh, field. Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't know where to even look, though. Yeah, that'd be hard. We probably trample all over when we play wiffle ball. We need a metal detector. A metal? Why? (laughs) Skeleton in a shoebox. (laughs) I know. I said on purpose if you catch it. What are we even talking about? How do we get the birds? I have no idea. Oh, stupid arguments. We're doing stupid arguments for birds. No, we're not. No, I was attacked by seagulls, the smartest and most conniving of birds. Apparently, eagles are smarter. They gotta be. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. So that was uh, we had. Uh, that was how I spent my last week on vacation. What'd you guys do? Top. What'd you do? Anything fun? Uh, whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of nothing. But it was nice. Sometimes yeah. that's necessary. You know it what I mean? Little, yeah, we all had a. Very I was dead hour. though. That's what Memorial Day has turned into. Just because you're like, it's such a long weekend. Yeah. Uh, normally, there's a lot of stuff going on. So by like six o'clock on. Monday, everybody's just dead tired, it's ready a to fun go home. Weekend, it is fun. Yeah, because yeah, this we're recording this a day after Memorial Day, mm-hmm. um, and with with us, we do a, we like play wiffle ball and like cook do all out, this yeah, cookout um, on, on Memorial Day. So we do a lot of stuff. And I was tired yesterday, but the, the day before, Erica had a Sunday where she was off because she normally goes to mm-hmm. school Monday. So we stayed up later. We played games, all that stuff. Yeah. So we had had a busy week too, and I was pretty tired after that. Um, but yeah, so last week. All I did, mm-hmm. which I imagine a lot of people did this, all I just binge watched a show 
called the keepers oh yes have you have you watched you watched lauren it? and i since it was raining <laughs> yeah, that's beach, what you did you we, went to ocean city to watch netflix at night well and it's see that when you have a baby now too who's nine months old who goes to bed at eight yeah you can't be out doing a bunch of stuff so we would like be at at the apartment or, or at the, our little hotel that we had and we would watch the keepers so i i haven't finished it yet yeah. but so without without giving too much spoilers topper can you explain what the keepers are about oh boy so I have watched this. <laughs> no, so I watch. I still want him to try. I still want him to try. You know, he hasn't seen a single episode. Go ahead. I'll give it a shot. All right, the keepers. So this has to do with the best goalies in the world. <laughs> yeah. Is that about right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right, yeah, I name, do name a couple. Name a couple of the best goalies in the world. Oh my god. Of what sport? Name one of any sport. Patrick Waugh. Yeah, he's a hockey. He well, what? Is he? Never mind. That's gonna bore people. <laughs> Mark Andre Fleury. Oh, we doing the shade train now? We going to shade train? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing every segment. Yeah. Uh, so, what is it really about? I know that it has to do with a lot with our hometown. That's yeah, right. That's and, what's the craziest uh, thing. There was, I believe, a murder of a nun in one of the Six, famous Catholic schools at uh, Seton. Archbishop Keo. Yeah. yeah, it was called Archbishop Keo yeah. at the time. It's now called Seton Keo, but that's actually closing this month. No, CQ is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of Catholic schools are closing because it's yeah. a little more ex- more expensive and people aren't going. I know as much. Cardinal Gibbons. Cardinal Gibbons is closed too. Um so, so some people watch it. We're not gonna give related spoilers. Um but basically like like Dobber said, there was this nun who was murdered in I think nineteen sixty eight, nineteen sixty nine. Right here where we live, they've literally found her body in walking distance from my parents' house. Yeah. Or, or both of our, yeah. you're because you live around the street. Mm-hmm. Yep. So everything they show, we know. We oh, know yeah. every single spot. We know they talk about Lansdowne and Halethorpe and Baltimore County. That's where we grew up. They literally had a shot that was uh, like a quarter mile away from our house. Or by the 7-Eleven, right? By, yeah, by the 7-11. Yeah, Tom, you know the 7-Eleven we used to walk to yeah. all the time when we were kids? They have a shot of someone walking in 7-Eleven. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It's crazy. So so this this nun gets murdered. No one ever finds out why she got murdered, and the whole show is investigating that murder, mm-hmm. and basically what it is heavily implying and what seems to be pretty clear, and it's all in the trailers, I'm not giving anything away, yep. is that she was murdered because she knew that there was um, abuse happening at Keough yeah. by... Um, Archbishop, what was his name? By a priest, uh, yeah. Masti, uh, Joseph A. Mastel. Yes, um, who was molesting girls. Mm-hmm. So she, this nun, found out about it, and then she was murdered. Mm-hmm. And it's it's believed that if he, if this Archbishop didn't do it, then he at least made no knew who did it. And the craziest thing is that it's all kind of covered up mm-hmm. by the Catholic Church, and we already know that from like Spotlight. That uncovered all the molestation that was happening. Yeah. Mm. This um, isn't too. anything new, news breaking about the Catholic no, no. Church. Or, no, yeah, or, yeah. It's it's talked about a lot of stuff, but the second episode, if you haven't watched it, it's tough. It's I had tr- a lot of trouble. I had, watching it. I had to go. Don't give anything. I'm not giving anything away. But I after it was done, I went and found Brooklyn's fan and just hugged them and like held them because I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much evil in this world, yes. and just because there because we talked about what it's about. The second episode is more about the the molestation stuff, mm-hmm. and they give. I'm not giving any details because it's like I can barely even say the details. They yeah. give details. This was some of the people give details of what happened to them, and I don't even know how they functioned in yeah. life, let alone anything else. It was so depressing and just hard to watch. Um, I really recommend everyone watch. It's a great show. Well, um, if you liked, but, if you watched uh, Making a Murderer, 
Yep. It's, it's very similar. Or we listen to Serial Podcast. Which was also in our hometown. Serial. <laughs> we, we have, what do we have in our hometown? We have The Wire. Yeah. We have Serial. Yeah. And now we have yeah, The Keepers. The Keepers. Yeah. But uh, it, it is, it is, a, I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of the like true crime stuff, uh, which is super popular now. Um, with a million podcasts about all the different stuff, but um, but it is very very uh, interesting to watch. But it is very difficult to watch in in a lot of ways too. But from watching the keepers, um, it it made us start thinking about you know a lot of times the church when when bad things happen in the church, how should the church handle it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with this kind of crime. Mm-hmm. Like, the church is... We have to be careful with the church because the church is a target. Mm-hmm. Because they're willing to let anyone do stuff, especially smaller churches. Because smaller churches, and, and we know this because we all go to smaller churches, we are desperate for volunteers. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, smaller churches are flex more flexible mm-hmm. with who they allow to be in the kids' area and the children's area and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they don't do the proper background check and they don't do the proper policy and procedures because they need to staff it. They don't. They only have so many options. Yeah. Or at our church, we're like we would rather cancel children's ministry yes. for that week mm-hmm. than than to anyone that we aren't sure of. Our with our policies, we do background checks, we do interviews, we do policy procedures, and then if one of us four just has a bad vibe on somebody, oh, yeah. we will say no. Yeah. That's all it takes, and that's not even. There's no like science that will just say no. Sorry, mm-hmm. like you can greet. Mm-hmm. That's that. And the reason why is when we were kids. We there was a person that went to our our family's church that he was a principal yep. and his wife I think was a stay at home mom and he had kids that were I remember being really weird mm-hmm. fifth grade they they were our age and I was like in fourth grade maybe third grade and they babysat us once mm-hmm. and things were fine when they babysat us they were they're in some of our home videos and um and they kept saying to my parents hey we'll babysit whatever you want we'll ba-. they wanted to babysit but for some reason they only babysat us at one time and it was during the day I remember it. And uh, and then years later, he got arrested, principal, because him and his wife were molesting kids at the school they worked at and their own kids. Yeah. Mm. And we were the next. We were next. He was sure. targeting us for sure. He was for sure targeting us. And because I remember mom pulling both of us in saying like, hey, do you remember this person? Did anything ever happen? Because it could have very easily happened mm. to we us. Were, we were at a different church at this point. This was years later. Mm. And I remember mom asking us, you know, what if if he did anything to us? And I was like, "What are you talking?" I didn't even remember who she was talking about. Yeah, and they he would he said that um, that if anything that had eyes in your room were his eyes, that's what he would tell the kids. So if you have any stuffed animals, <sighs> any posters, anything like that, that's his eyes. So if you ever tell anyone, I will know, and I will kill your entire family. Could you imagine saying that to a kid? <laughs> that's. No, that's so frightening. Right? That's frightening now. It is. I know. I mean, I, to to a kid, you, the yeah. imagination that they have, right. not only have you already robbed them of their innocence, yeah. and you've already done some terrible things to them, now you're also making them terrified of things that are all around mm-hmm. them. I mean, I don't... Like, this is the same feeling that I had from watching The Keepers, and, and as a pastor... Yeah. And as somebody who has a leadership role in a church, I remember watching it and just being so angry and talking to to my wife and saying, "This makes me so mad as a as a as a pastor that anybody in a leadership position at a church could do this." Yeah, 
and then claim claim it to be from the church. Yep. It's it just it, to abuse the position because I take my position very seriously yeah. as as you should as, if you are in any sort of leadership position, um, and and to to take that power and abuse it for something as dark and evil as as those sort of things just absolutely disgust me. And I I don't know how anybody could even live with themselves mm. to do that. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering cuz I don't want to stray away from the whole like what how our church is supposed to handle this but yeah. I'm wondering why does something like this happen so often mm-hmm. especially in a place like a church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like granted I mean every th- this stuff happens everywhere but like for example in the movie Spotlight mm-hmm. it just yeah. goes to show there it's were like a literally like 80 cases yeah. from the same per- from the same person same whatever it was yep. that was covered up yeah, like, and what? just in one in one area, it just was in, in Boston, one area. right? Yeah, just in just one in area. Boston. Yeah. I mean that's crazy. So why it's, why does why in the church why yeah. does this happen? It's different when it comes to what ha- was happening in the, the Catholic Church mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the church. It really was because it's, it's it's so much crazier. And and I know that there's probably people listening to this yeah. that have had this happen to them. Mm-hmm. So I I can't even imagine right. Any of that stuff. I have friends that that this stuff happened to them, and there's it's the absolute worst crime you can. It's m- murder when you murder somebody. At least it's over. Yeah. But with this, you have to live with that forever. And what happens is the the victims start to think that they're like damaged goods that they're not wanted all and that, that stuff. it was their fault. That was their fault. Which and none of that. And true. Any, anyone listening, that's ob- that's not true. That none of it was your fault. Right. There's nothing you did to deserve it, and that. That when God looks, at you, He doesn't look at you with as damaged or or scarred anything like that. The hardest part for me, because uh, and and we've already talked about this, but the cover up from the church sometimes, and this is what makes me so so upset, is that churches should never be more concerned about protecting the church than they are about protecting the, the people, mm-hmm. right? And I'll and. We're, this is this is not meant to pick on the Catholic Church because this has happened in many other churches. It's, it's not, but the churches. Catholic Church got exposed for Correct. doing this more than any yes. organization ever, and they. And I don't want to pick on the Catholic Church, but you got to be held accountable for oh, freaking did. But but and they and they abused hundreds of kids yes. and allowed it to happen. But what I'm so, saying is that. That's not the only church for it to happen in. Oh, of course. That that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, yeah, of course, what has happened in the Catholic Church is disgusting and terrible, and they should be held accountable. But let's not just forget about everybody else who's done it as well. And it's happened in evangelical churches, uh, in in the Mormon Church. It's happened in a, a whole every religious organization that I can think of. It has happened yep. in right. But there's a difference between it happening. In a church where mm-hmm. where even a person in leadership did that, I went to St. Timothy's, which is Episcopal Church, yep. and there the principal there was doing it to kids. Yep. There's a difference between that happening and what you find out, uh-huh. then taking care of it, compared to what was happening with the Catholic Church. And other churches do this, but the yeah. Catholic Church yeah. did it unbelievably, where they it happened, they got found out, and instead of firing them as a priest because of the PR, which we were going to get to, they just moved to another church yeah. and allowed them to continue to happen. But. Right. Yeah, well, they're more concerned about we need to protect the identity and the reputation of the church instead of thinking about the people that, that are damaged and that are hurt because of the church. That That's really what blows me away. 
Because church is not meant to be a religion. We know that. Yep. Jesus didn't come to die for a religion. He came to die for people mm-hmm. and to be raised again for people. He didn't come to, to save religion. He came to save a, a group of people and, and, his, and his children. And for the church to be so focused on protecting our reputation, mm-hmm. it blows me away. And I think that the best thing that a church can do when they do mess up is to own it, ask for forgiveness, and do everything that we can to talk to the victims or the people hurt to make sure that they are taken care of before anything else. Yeah. Don't make excuses. Yep. Don't just say, if, if it's something that happened at the church that someone else did, say, I'm really sorry this happened and go from there. Yeah, the sad, I, the sad part for me is that <clears throat> the church is a place where I feel like a lot of people feel they can be safe. Mm-hmm. And so if there's one place they can take their kids and they yeah. can feel comfortable with them being there... It's 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 a church, yeah. but at the same time, there's another person out there who has a perverted mind, mm-hmm. who would look to see that as a perfect opportunity yep. to use that as their loophole oh, yeah. to get it. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, that's that's just well, like uh, like Eric said, people with those intentions target churches. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. know that many church and it, and if you are a church leader and and you do not have proper procedures and protocols in place at your church you need to stop everything that you are doing this week and get those in order or stop or, or stop be, doing or, children ministry yep, or let the kids be in service yep because you, which is also hurting the kids too honestly but because not only are you putting your ministry at risk more importantly you are putting children at risk yeah. Yep. Um, and that is a danger. I, I've had um, people come to me and working as a youth pastor for so long, I had people come to me who wanted to serve as a volunteer for, for teenagers. And I, I didn't suspect anybody of wanting to do anything inappropriate with teenagers. But I had people who came and I thought to myself, they're just not right to work with teenagers. And I've had to tell people, no, I'm sorry. But my priority is not to not hurt your feelings. My priority oh, yeah, yeah. is to make the best environment possible for the teenagers. Yeah. I, I've had, um, I remember we had one service where, I think it was Chris Lee's service, where someone went to our first service and then they were serving the next service, but they came with like their their sister. Mm-hmm. There's the older older lady, like, I mean, not that old, but um, so her sister's probably like 30, 40 years old. And so we went to do second service. She said, hey, she's going to sit nursery with us. Is that fine? I said, no, she can't. I don't know who this person is. Yep. I, I'm not saying anything, but she's going to have to sit downstairs and just wait or sit in service again. Yep. And at first they were a little mad, but then they have kids in nursery. And I said, listen, it's about protecting uh, It's about protecting the kids. Like if if I'm not going to let any person in here. My kids are in here. Yeah. I'm not letting any person in here. Right. And when if for people that go to churches, and especially if you're like church hopping, like, the one of the first thing I want to know when I go to church is, okay, what kind of procedures do you do with your volunteers? Mm-hmm. I want to know. And if you don't really know the procedure, don't have any, then I'm not putting my kid in there. Nope. And there's some churches that, that they make it where they don't allow kids in the service. And I understand why. Mm-hmm. Because they, if, when kids are in service, they can really disrupt everything, mm-hmm. all stuff. But at the same time, if I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever get to the point where I do that in my service because I understand parents being a little nervous to put kids into a, into an area where they don't know anyone and all that stuff and to tell them you have to mm-hmm. when they don't know anyone that's in there. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of get that. I, I think the best alternative is to have an alternate room they can go and yeah. kind of watch it too. But um, but there, we have a family at our at our church that has a daughter that has never been in nursery 
because she doesn't know him yet. And yeah. once she gets to know the people, then she'll allow her to go mm-hmm. to nursery. Right. Uh, there's a line where you're just like trying to protect too much. Overprotective, yeah. yeah. But but I get that, especially with all the stuff that's happened around and with this mm-hmm. show, The Keepers. But mm-hmm. you know, Not everybody has this convenience because it depends on you know the status of your of your church but there was a church that i visited one time and they actually had their children's ministry or nursery was all behind glass like glass i think it was like a glass door and everything mm-hmm. so you could i mean you could see in yeah you know absolutely. what i mean so it was like and that's that's what people want i think that makes you feel comfortable when you come in and you can see and it's just all glass and you're yeah. like okay I know I can if I want to hop out of service I can look at no of course I, we don't this isn't everyone's situation and not yeah. everybody can do this but I think but that's that, ideal they took yeah they took that opportunity they're like this is mm-hmm. either we're gonna make this happen we're gonna build this or this is we're gonna make this yeah. our, our children's ministry so and now with all those things being said too um, these things and taking the proper procedures to protect children and teenagers in churches it is exhausting to keep up with as as a leader yeah background checks oh my goodness you have to do those every, i hate it every two years and and not only that but making sure you have the proper ratios yeah. and if somebody calls out you have somebody else who fills in who has a proper training you can't yep. just throw anybody like it is a nightmare logistically and administratively but it is worth it to protect the kids you know it is absolutely worth it and and the our like i said our priority should always be how do we make sure we have a safe healthy and fun environment because heaven forbid if something happens at your church you want to be able to say Mm -hmm. that well at least i know i did everything in my in my that i possibly could do because i don't want something to happen in my church and then i look and i go i'm responsible for that and i did not keep up with it Mm -hmm. and it's kind of my fault now because it kind of is yeah because you need to be responsible it's yeah it's hard work but it's it's too much at risk and there's too many people out there that are that are just yeah, praying on that stuff. When we said, um, uh, you know, for the church, that when they do something wrong, to own it, apologize for it, ask for forgiveness, and then do all that you can to make it better. Right? We talked about that. That's what we should just do as people. Yeah. Right. When you when you do something wrong, instead of making excuses about it, own it, apologize for it, ask for forgiveness, and do everything you can to make the situation better. Yeah. Too often we play the blame game, or we cover up our tracks. Yeah. That could be a sermon. Well, what? Uh, <laughs> well, not even talk about like this extreme of, of of using kids, but just as a pastor, I've seen a lot of times where they'll do something wrong mm-hmm. and they won't even necessarily apologize to the right people or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, Mark Driscoll is a perfect example of that, yeah. where it just seems he's done like one public apology, I think, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people were hurt that were really close to him and they never got a call or anything like that. Uh, so what does a leader of any sort when even if it's smaller like so we have to continually every week apologize for something like what what where is this where is this line drawn between being authentic with with the fact that we are sinful and we will mess up but also kind of showing face as the pastor and like it's 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 kind of hard with that blurred line but how, how do we how often like, how, how do we tiptoe with that yeah. because like like think of mega pastors that always are that that might say something that offends somebody or mm-hmm. um say things the wrong way or just happens to not treat someone the right way like yeah we need to be authentic and 
and, and apologetic, but at the same time, I don't want to always have the time and all stuff to do that. And there's things that I've done that I don't even know that I messed up. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. Well, I think that it goes a long ways when the person, when a person in leadership owns up to their mistake. I think that that humanizes the leader um, and it allows people to relate to them more and allows people to say, okay, they aren't so arrogant to think that they're better and smarter than everybody else. Because mm-hmm. I think that that's one thing that, that our parents did that that they did really well is that if they came to us about something and and they were upset and they got mad at us or if they messed up or some, or whatever the case may be, our parents, I remember them apologizing to us for making mistakes sometimes. Yeah, I And do too. that made a huge difference for me because then I knew, okay, if they were really mad at me, then, and that, then I did do something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I understood that they would own their mistakes and I should also own mine. And the pastor or the person in leader, leadership position should do the same thing in, in owning your mistakes. Now, I realize that sometimes people are going to complain about a million different things. I just think that we should take on every situation with grace and with love. And that is how we should respond. Whatever that looks like. I don't know if that is too vague. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever apologized, especially as a pastor or in a leadership position, for something that you don't even know what you're apologizing for? You just knew someone was mad, so you apologized to make it feel better. Yeah, I've done that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've said maybe before. it's a pride issue that I think I didn't do anything, but I'll still apologize for nothing because yep. then, oh, look how good I am. Maybe that's a pride issue still. I remember Pastor Kevin, who was my mentor and the pastor at uh, Crossroads Church. Um, he said to me one situation: a parent was upset with me, and I didn't feel like I did anything wrong, and Pastor Kevin didn't feel like I did anything wrong either. But he, but he said, uh, just go apologize and eat a slice of humble pie. Because it will make this situation better, and it will allow this parent to trust you more. And I did that, and he was absolutely right. And I did not enjoy it, mm-hmm. but it made the relationship better. And for the 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 better of the, the of the kid that I was working with, it helped a whole lot. So yeah, absolutely, we should do that. Well, this is actually making me a little angry. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a new segment we want to do. Oh, so yeah. why don't we take a break, and we'll come back with our new segment. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. All right, let's, let's let's take a break. Okay, so then we have the hummingbird. That one is the one where his wings go really fast. And then we have the flightless bird. Do you know what that is? No, please go on. The penguin. And then, oh, we, just and then we have the kingfisher. <laughs> this king, is so boring. Kingfisher? Yeah, he fishes like a king. Oh, and that's probably the birds that dive the, into the water. Yeah, yeah really and hard. And then we have the stork. Oh, that brings babies. Yeah, that's where babies come oh, from. Yes. All right, guys. And we are back with Nacho Mama's. Christian podcast, the Christian podcast. Hey, stop it! Why do you always that take, doesn't take itself too seriously? You don't. Yeah, he's so. I'm your host, <laughs> the one, the only, <sighs> Eric West Valenstein, with my other equal host, Topper. <laughs> you are terrible. Say what it is, everybody. What it is, everybody. I kind of <laughs> like to get it better. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, you, whatever. Hey, so we got a new um a new segment. Right? Yeah, I'm really excited about this new segment. What is this new segment called, Shane? Eric Angry. (laughs) 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 
It's a segment about an angry Eric. <laughs> Which yeah. one? You'll have to find out. It's me. It's Eric. <laughs> it's this. Yeah, we don't call. I don't want another segment. <laughs> we don't call him Topper. Yeah. We don't call him Eric. We call him Topper. It'd be, it'd be tip top We have angry. yet to call him Eric. People probably didn't even know that was his first name. Yeah, yeah we right. haven't revisited that since the first episode. Yeah, he my, is My Eric real Topper. name is Eric. Yeah, yeah, but. It's his real name, but his real name's yeah. Topper. <laughs> that is so, technically true. So this is a new segment we're going to do because here's. I feel like I get more angry than you two with things i get annoyed a little easier naturally angry person i'm just naturally a little more fueled topper's just even tempered he just cool cop collective like cucumber yeah Yeah. he just nothing really gets him mad or upset whatever there's been times where he's been mad at me and like the very like the way he's brought it up is like he's still like hey if you could just like not do that next time yeah. and I'm like oh dude I'm sorry and then then like if you bring it back up he's like I don't even know why I said that like because you legitimately yeah. were mad <laughs> there was one time I think I made fun of a lot in a podcast I listened to it I was like oh my gosh I really did go too far <laughs> wow and then he said no no I was fine it wasn't that big deal because that's how t- type of guy Topper is did you ask I don't like permission to share that no, well, that's I was, fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was, it, I was basically showing how graceful he I'm is. I'm going to let him know later. That <laughs> <laughs> but if he does, it's going to be the most subtle, yeah. polite way possible. Um, and then to- Shane doesn't get as angry either. But um, in this, we're, I'm just going to talk about something that's really making me mad. Wait, did we do the jingle yet? Yeah, we already did the jingle. You didn't hear it? <laughs> it was a while ago. I didn't think we stopped talking for the jingle. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> wow. Is this your angry segment? <laughs> it's about to be. <laughs> talking about, he's, angry about he's angry that Shane's the host. Wow. My, that was something that was making me very angry. Free without our new listeners. Oh, my goodness. When I was the intern, that was making me You want to go back? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's something that was making me that a little position angry. position is still vacant. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, a little little context first, and then I'll get to the part that makes me angry. This isn't always going to be about church. It can just be about anything, but today's going to be about a more church-related thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Shade, you have played in worship bands before, correct? Yes. I have. I play a fair amount of worship bands still uh, for church. Topper has done a lot with lights for the worship. The most important part the of the worship band. <laughs> he, That's it. it. Does, and what he does, he's very good at bringing those white lights up when it's a loud dynamic. Sets the mood. And then it's down to light blue when it's a little softer. I don't move from those buttons. Sometimes you get a strobe light while I'm playing, and I'm like, I'm shaking my head. I need to to spice it up. (laughs) I think I did it on Easter. I was like, man, we need something. (laughs) And then it's red when when we sing about the blood of Jesus Christ. Or how he loves. Of course. Because we have hearts in the back. Yep. Uh Yep. Yep. Um, But anyways... So I was I I was helped out last week with a um, pastor worship cohort type thing where it's just a time where they get other worship leaders from around there or people that help worship to come and we did a couple songs and I just played drums for it and then we had a little meeting where they could talk about things that they're struggling with or whatever and I stuck around because we we're supposed to do a closing song we never ended up doing that closing song so you stuck around for nothing well lunch was after that oh. so I got free lunch <laughs> but so I stuck around for that because I was not a worship leader most of them were worship leaders I just have played in worship and they're kind of all talking and they're talking about some of the stuff that all worship leaders struggle with which I've heard before that they can't get people into service on time um which I've got a lot of that kind of... I've heard a lot of that stuff. Like, how do you get them to come and, and there, all that there stuff? There is no answer to that. <laughs> Yeah. One person said, it's not part of my 
my thing, but it all is up to the pastor. If the pastor is up out in the foyer talking while church starts, it's telling everybody else that they could be out in the foyer that is not while true. church starts. It's not that, true because I make it a point. No, to it's be not for sure. Row. But if you for sure, if the pastor is out there, yeah, oh, it's yeah, for sure telling people. Yes, but just basically life is busy. Yeah, and it's hard for some people with kids to get to church on time, let alone early enough where they can be in service. Yeah. Anyways, but it's a whole other rant. So this one uh, lady started talking, and basically the question was, uh, when they when we do when they do their worship stuff, they'll look out and they'll see people like with their arms crossed or not really getting into worship. Okay. In the audience. In the audience. Okay. Um, so how do we get them to engage more? It's a, it's a pretty good question. Some people just can't get that, but that was kind of the question floating around. And they're basically talking about how the people on stage need to be doing certain things. I get all that. I'm still with everybody. Then one 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 person says something like, "Well, um, yeah, I we tell our worship people like to make sure they lift their hands and do all this other stuff. And like for example, they were singing a song, and this one part came up where it says, and we lift our hands up high.' That was some kind of lyric. And I watched them, and no one lifted their was hands. Was it the stand? I don't. They didn't say the song, <laughs> but probably I'll stand with arms high and on abandoned. So she. In <laughs> that's that's when the lights are up. Yeah. Over. Boom. So strobe lights, floodlights. <laughs> so this part of the song came over and says arms high. She looked at the the band and no one lifted their hands at that part. So in between services, she went up to the band and said, "Hey, that song says lift your hands. You lift your hands." And so the next time the song came on she's kind of saying it in a jokey way um that part came up and she said as a joke the person was doing it all said that she's the worship leader yeah the worship leader quickly lifted her hand up because she knew that she was told that she had to lift her hand up for that mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of laughing about it but it made me kind of mad <laughs> uh-huh. and i spoke up and i felt bad because no one seemed to agree with me but i am so sick of fake worship leaders and fake fake stuff happening on stage where you are purposely putting your hand up and all this stuff. I get pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. I get you have to do a little bit more to help lead the worship. But you're telling someone to lift their hands at a certain time. Now they are not even focused on that stuff. They are forcing their hand to go up just so that they can look like to the audience that they are actually praise and worshiping. Mm -hmm. Like that is ridiculous. I remember having people help with worship. I remember a guy who played bass who he would play and he did not really get into it too much. He wasn't. He was a really quiet guy. The most he would do is close his eyes. But he was probably worshiping more than a lot of other worship leaders who are putting this fake show on. Going, come on, everybody, sing with me. Clap for Jesus. Let's clap for Jesus because he's got to hear our claps. Because we want you to really clap for us, but you're not clapping. So that's why we're telling you to clap for Jesus so you can clap for our song we just did. And you're forcing all these people to act like a certain way, give this stage presence, which is hurting the church. Because I have seen so many people that come to church go, oh, that's fake. You can tell they're doing that. You can tell that they're not actually believing what they're doing. They're just putting their hands up at this part to make sure everyone else is worshiping and i'm getting tired of fake worship and fake church and i would like people people to be authentic and it's okay if you're out up there sometimes and you're not necessarily the most aggressive loud out there person and you're a little more passive and you but you're being authentic and worshiping your own style eric angry (laughs) (laughs) does it make sense what i'm saying yeah yeah i think it absolutely did you keep up with me i mean i just started tuning you out (laughs) (laughs) Man, I mean, no, I, but I absolutely agree. Where I, I can tell when when it's fake, and uh, that's, least, that's exactly what I said. I can when I'm in the crowd, I can tell when you are being fake, and that's yeah. the worst thing that can hurt me when it comes to worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and the people they said I'm not sure if like they're trying to get people to worship. I was like, you know what? I don't notice when people aren't worshiping when I'm worshiping. 
I only notice when I'm trying to get them to. Yeah. And when I'm closing my eyes, I'm just thinking about it for myself, not trying to put a show, just put thinking about it myself. I don't notice that the other people aren't worshiping. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that might help them and lead them with that stuff. And I get doing certain things to help lead them, but it should be in an authentic way, not in this in this I mean, fake way. Everything that we should do should be authentic. Um, and I know that that isn't always the case. But then, just to play devil's advocate, to be on the other side, um, a worship leader also has a responsibility, and their goal and their job is to lead others into worship. Mm. Now, they should be able to do that while also worshiping. If they are not worshiping, then that is a problem. So it can't be can't be fake. But the worship leader does have a responsibility to. They're the ones who are doing all that they can to 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 set the right environment, to set the mood, to to have the right songs, and they coordinate with the rest of the service. It should all tie in together. And so they do. That I understand what they're trying to say, and be the example. Just as we talked about, you just said. The pastor not being out in the lobby, but instead being uh, in there ready, being the example. And so they should be the example of lifting their hands if that's what it takes for them to worship, but it shouldn't be forced. What, but the, the party just said, if, if that's for them to worship, yeah. not for them to make it look like they're worshiping right, right, so right, other right. people can worship. Yeah. I just, I'm tired of fake worship just to get the crowd to do it. Yeah. I understand why they're trying to do it, mm-hmm. but. More, most worship leaders are people that were that failed in a band and now they're on stage now yeah. so they can get some glory while they're worshiping God. Yes. And it's to people that that are being forced to also like these songs because they're worshiping God as well. If if the song is, is not a song that you can really worship to, I get you play songs over and over and over to help other people, but do songs that actually speak to you a little bit as a worship leader. Mm-hmm. I'm f- like Be authentic with that. Frank, who leads worship at, at Connections, he doesn't always lift his hands. He doesn't always do all that stuff, uh, but he worships in his own way and does songs that, that helps him to worship, which in turn helps the audience worship. But now, what, I know there's times there's people that don't necessarily know the songs as much. But what about the, the rest of the band who didn't pick the songs? That's a good point, I guess. I don't know. Because the worship leader... But here's the other thing. So, other- so do, would you rather the rest of the band just fake their hands up and fake like they're worshiping? Because there's songs... You know how many times I've played I Am Free? Oh, like, I, I don't worship to I Am Free. I can't I do it. I am free to ride. Cobber? I am free. <laughs> well, here, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. As a pastor, not on the worship team, as a pastor, do you always want to be in church? Okay, so then when those times when you are at church and you aren't necessarily, and I shouldn't say you don't want to be there, but maybe you're not as excited to be there as other days, mm-hmm. or you're not at you're not feeling it as much as other days, and then you're there and you meet a new family and maybe you're not in the best of moods. Do you let them know that you're not in the best of moods? No. Do you do you fake being happy and personable and in a good mood? Yeah, but that's also there's a little bit of a difference in that mm-hmm. because when you're meeting a new family like or meet a new person just like when you're when i'm out sometimes just in life and i'm not in a good mood and someone might talk to me i'm not going to just tell them hey get back up off me i need to be polite mm-hmm. and and be all stuff but i i understand that metaphor of maybe like the person who's preaching um and they're not really in the mood to do that and all that stuff yeah but i have i have heard preachers say when they go to speak yep 
change up their sermon and say they're just something that's... And yep. guess what? Those are powerful sermons because mm-hmm. they're being authentic and real. Yeah, of course, you're going to have bad days and you have to like force yourself and push yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that because you could just say the same thing for a worship leader that they're just having a bad day, but they kind of put a face on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And I used to be convicted about how I don't worship during the practice. I only worship yeah. when I'm doing the live set. Right. Why? Like, is it because I'm not... Mm-hmm. Because I'm doing it for a show? Mm-hmm. But just... One thing I, 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 I'll remind myself when I'm playing, I'm closing my eyes, or if I lift my hands when I'm worshiping, because I will do that. Sometimes I think like, if I start to think, am I doing this for the right reason? Then I'll put it down. Yeah. Or I'll, or I'll repeat to myself, less of me, more of you. Less of me, more of you. Less yeah. of me. I do that when I'm about to preach. Less of me, more of you. Less of me, more of you. Because I'm just trying to push myself and force that selfishness that I, that I always have. Yeah. But when you make an environment of, we have to have this certain stage presence, Yeah. all of us, so long as you lift your hands, you're lifting your hands mm-hmm. because you need to make sure the crowd lifts your hands. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I think that we can all agree that that is ridiculous, at least us three. Would you agree with that, Topper? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking, so it sounds to me kind of like what might be the underlying issue is the fact that if, if pastors can't really get into worship, not saying they have to lift their hands, that, that might just be a heart issue, really, a lot of the times, you know? Like, I'm not saying that everyone... That's not how everyone operates, and not every lead worship pastor is going to lift their hands up there. But, yeah. I mean, if if you're really having that much trouble and people can't see that you're authentic, maybe that's maybe that's something going on with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but whenever we do a worship song, like the stand where it says, arms high and heart abandoned, and everyone lifts their arms, anytime a song tells me to do something... For whatever reason, my instinct is I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's just like if it says lift your hands, I'm like, oh, I'm not lifting my hands right now. And and I think that what I'm telling myself is I'm not doing it just at this part because I don't want people to think that I'm only doing it for a show, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and I that's kind of what's going on in my head, but it's also a little bit of a rebellious thought in my head where I'm like, if you tell me to do it, I'm not doing it. I don't know why that's the case because I'm not really a rebellious person. <laughs> What what I would say to for let's say a worship band is playing a song that you're the bass player and you just can't get into that song. Uh-huh. There you can sit up there and just at least pretend like you're enjoying it without pretending like you're worshiping. Yeah, it. that's true. If you're not worshiping to it, then don't worship to it. Yeah. Don't pretend like you're worshiping to it so you can have that good stage presence. That's what I'm saying. And if the worship leader same way, if they can't find a way to truly worship to it, mm-hmm. then you can act like you're kind. Of, you enjoy the song when you don't. I don't really like. I would rather you not. I'd rather you just pick a song you enjoy more. Mm-hmm. But I get like by the time the audience is used to a song, yeah. they've heard it four or five times. The band has done it probably twenty times. Yeah. I get that you get tired of a song pretty easily. But don't pretend you're worshiping when you're not worshiping because God is bigger than that and God deserves our worship. And if you can't muster it up because of the song, then don't pretend like it so that you can look good in front of people. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we can. I we can all agree on that. Top, you better agree. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. That was my Eric rant for the week, possibly month. I don't know how we're gonna do this segment, <laughs> but that was my first Eric rant. What was, what's 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 the segment called again? Eric angry. <laughs> Why do I sound so stupid? It's like, yeah. it's like caveman. Yeah, like like Just, the Incredible Hawk or something. No, like a caveman. Yeah, like more like caveman. More like the Geico commercial. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so are you implying that like I look like that? We're or? implying that you're as smart as that. <laughs> <laughs> Look-wise, I'm not hairy at all. You're the hairy one. That's true. I'm not hairy, but I got... Well, 
since we're talking about some annoying stuff with worship music, um, I'm not really necessarily in the mood to to worship right now. May, yeah. I, mean, I know your whole life should be worship and everything you do is worship and this podcast should be worship and maybe it is. But it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not in the mood to sing a worship song. Okay. But we did talk about birds a good amount yeah. today, uh-huh. very unexpectedly. <laughs> so why don't we sing a bird song? And I think there's a bird song we all know. Yeah. That, that we all can sing. Right, Top? Yep. Okay. So Shaky, start us off. Sure. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> <The> bird, bird. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> I didn't know how you were starting. Okay, I'll do it again. Can you come back in? Yeah, I am I, not cutting this out, by the way. This is going to be perfect. A one, a two, <laughs> a one, a three, four. A four, a four. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me start, stop. No, no, no. Because here's the problem. The b- b- count did not go. <laughs> <laughs> because technically the b- 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 bird, the b- 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 bird, bird. That the bird, the first bird, legit bird is one. <laughs> so we got to go on, on, on a two. one, two, a one, two, bird. That's what okay. you have to do. Gosh, <laughs> you're, aren't you in a, a band? One, a two, a one, two, bird. <laughs> 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 you just start. You just start. Don't count, please. And then we'll do it. We got to close out with this. Song. Right, Here we go. A bird, 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 the word, bird, 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 what you said about the bird is the bird the bird is the word. Tom is saying a single thing the whole time. I don't know it. Oh, Tom for two solo. Go ahead. I don't know it. Right, Tom, try it. You heard us. You Tom, heard us try it. Give us another bird song. Okay. I believe I can fly. Oh, woo! I believe I can touch the sky. Keep singing, but how is this about a bird? I think about it. <laughs> Spread my wings and fly away. Spaceship. So I believe I can soar. I can't even ah. find a tune. Running through that open door. I believe I can fly. I can fly. I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. So bad. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.